0: You are listening to Church 101, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everyone. It is so good to be with you all today as we continue in our series. Um, Yes, I have a coffee cup here. Yes, Um, but uh, I just realized I had it in my hand. I didn't even realize I picked it up. Um, But since I have it, I'll take a drink. I encourage you to do the same. Get comfortable as we dig in today. Um, We are moving on in our 101 series. What is 101? Uh, It brings about ideas of the basics. It brings us back to the square roots of, even that's not basic in math. I'm not good at math. But it brings us back to the beginning, okay? When you see like Church 101 or any 101 in a collegiate setting, you know that you're getting your, your feet wet. You're getting into the basics, the fundamentals. Um, and that's what we've been doing in this series. We've, uh, we've been looking at quite a bit of what it means to be the church, uh, as was shown to us in Scripture. Maybe not necessarily as we see relevant in a lot. Not that it's not relevant, but we may not see it uh, right in front of us when we look around today. Some of it may look a little different for us. Um, and maybe some of it needs to go back. That's what this is about, is looking at some of the roots and saying, do we need to go back to some of this stuff? Um, Have we forgotten what it means to be the church? And now we just think it's something entirely different that we need to unlearn and go back to church 101. So I encourage you um, just during the week, you know, go home with some of these notes. The scriptures are written on your bulletins. Look them up. Uh, maybe spend a little bit of extra time in, in devotion with those scriptures, so uh, I listen to God a little bit. I want to tell you a story um, there was this, there was this lady and she went to vegas i don 't know if have any have any of you ever gone on any of those trips where you kind of get on a bus, and you go with a lot of people that you didn't really know, and then afterwards you you're like, you know everything about them you know um, Well, this lady goes to Vegas and it's one of those tours. And she's not a gambler per se. She's, it's just kind of like, if you go to the beach, you go swimming, right? She's, she's at Vegas. So she's like, well, I'm just gonna do the slots. I'm gonna do the slots. So she's sitting there and she's pumping quarter after quarter into this slot. She's getting nothing out of it. She's just like chink, chink, pull, chink, chink, pull. At least when I used to do that, when I was a kid, like music came out of the machine. I was popping quarters in, right? It was a jukebox, but, but she's sitting here doing it getting nothing. They're getting ready to leave. They come up, and they're like, oh, it's time to get going. Time to get back on the bus. She hasn't won anything all day. you know. And she didn't go to win. She went to have fun. Um, but she's, she's like, oh, I've been doing this all day. Just pop, pop, pull, pop, pop, pull. And she's getting up to leave, and the one friend in the group goes, no, why don't you do it one more time? You know, Just do it one more time. She's like, all right, fine. So she puts it in, and she pulls it. Jackpot. Jackpot. Like the kind that makes the light go off. So everyone wants to come over and get your picture. That kind of thing, right? It's just pouring out of the machine. Like uh, people are bringing buckets probably just to help her out. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many coins just popping out of this thing. She just gets up and walks away. Does that sound weird to you? Does that sound weird? Does that sound strange? Um, I, I pose this question to you today. What do you value? What do you value? It's an interesting question. It, it, it leads to other questions like how do you measure success? Um, and, and for most of that story that we just heard, it, it sounds like it's just insane. It sounds illogical. It's like she just won the jackpot and she gets up and le- that's the end of the story. That's not a good ending to the story. But it's her story. And today in Luke chapter five, we hear a similar story. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and they were already washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out from shore, right? And then he sat down and he taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Hey, why don't you put out in the deeper water and let your nets down for a catch? Simon Simon was tired. He says, Master, we have worked all night long, but we've caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, They caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And and they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken in. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people. Slide. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I ask again, what do you value? How do you you measure success? And I don't want you to think in the way that the world may have trained you to think. In the church, this is Church 101, how do you measure success? What do you value? Because there's a few things I want to unpack for us today from this scripture. The thing that hit me right away, it may not have hit you right away. Most people see the fish, you know, and they're like, oh, it's all the fish. Um, And other people are just like, there's this crowd. There's so many people around Jesus. But the first thing that hit me, and it's probably because I'm a pastor, but um, I noticed that here's Jesus who is known as being a miracle worker. He goes everywhere. He's doing miracles. He's casting out demons. He's healing people. This is Jesus, right? And people are coming to him not for healing. Why are they coming in today's scripture? To hear the word of God. That's why they're coming. That's why they are pressing in upon him, as it says in today's scripture. I got to tell you, as a pastor, I love it when people are hungry for the word. I love it. You know, it's like when I start to deliver a sermon, and it's as though everyone in the place just took a shot of espresso, a double shot, right? They're like jumping off the walls. Or even the kids, they like had like two weeks worth of sugar in five minutes. Yeah, they're everywhere, right? love it when people get supercharged for the word of God. But a lot of times... We don't measure success in this way in the church. We say things like, well, I wish we had this ministry. <laughs> or we say things like, oh, the pastor should have done this or that. The congregation should support this more. Uh, how often do we stop and just give thanks for being able to hear God speak to us? We like desensitize ourselves to the word of God. <laughs> All the power coming down upon us and we're just like... The sea is full of fish, people. We don't have eyes to see it. Right? We've desensitized ourselves. We say things, uh, you know, like, oh, the music wasn't fast enough today. Or if we want more people to attend, we need to be more trendy. We need to get some fancy posters and a smoke machine. Right? That's not what we need. It's not what Jesus had. He didn't have no smoke machine and people pushed in, pressed in upon him. We measure success in a strange way. We really do. We get distracted in the church. We, we have for a long time. And you see it when you go back to the church. 101. When you go back to the basics, that's when it really presents itself to you. Because Jesus, the people were pressing on him to hear the word of God. Can we reclaim this as a win for the church? Can we say, yes, this is what it means. Like as a whole, in a global sense, the church, I hope that we can reclaim this somehow, day after day. Because this is important. Important enough that people pushed Jesus into going out in a boat to preach. Because there wasn't room on the shore, right? This is important stuff. How was church today? Oh, it was awesome. Good music, good coffee, good time hanging out with friends. None of that. We got to hear the Word of God today. We got to hear God. We take it for granted. I'm finishing up on that point, but we need to get more pumped about this. We need to get pumped up about this. If I were to tell you that Alec Trebek was going to be here next week, you'd be like, oh, Alec Trebek is coming." I have that Jeopardy question that I thought he got wrong. I got to talk to him, I want to hear his thoughts on this. We got God showing up next week. You get to hear his thoughts on some things. We need to get pumped about this as the church, right? So that's my first point. As a church to measure success, we need to remember uh, that the Bible is a pretty big deal. We need to remember that, not forget it, uh, tattoo it on our brains, whatever. Uh, That's my first point. The the second point I want to point out is, are you willing to do what it takes to be successful? Because God shows us this situation here. You know, they're working all night, catching nothing. It's like the lady in Vegas, pull, pop, pop, pull, nothing, right? And, and they're working, and they're, at this point of the story, they're cleaning their nets. Now, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and my aunt happened to live on Shore Drive right there next to a marina. And I remember seeing fishermen with their nets. Do you know how big fishermen nets can be? They can span this entire sanctuary. They're big. And I saw them out there. Picking seaweed and gook and all this stuff out of their nets, right? That's what they did. You have to care for your tools, otherwise you won't have them. So they're they're sitting there picking. It's a tedious job. It's kind of like cleaning the toilet. No one wants to do it, right? They're out there, and they're cleaning out this gook from their net. Now, generally, you do that, and you have a catch that goes with it, right? You have all these fish that you brought in, so it's worth it. Today's scripture, No, they were fishing all night. They got nothing. They're cleaning their nets. And Jesus says, hey, why don't you toss those out for a catch? Seriously? We we tried that, Jesus. We're on the cleaning phase now, right? But if you say to do it, we'll we'll do it. So they do. And we see what happens. So many fish. Their nets begin to break, their ships begin to sink. Are you willing to do what it takes to be successful? Sometimes that uncomfortable thing that you've done a thousand times, sometimes get no results. You know, they say insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? I think that's why people look at Christians like we're crazy. Because we see that it's not our doing that makes it different. It's when God shows up and shows off. That's when the miracle happens. Are you willing to do what it takes? The lady in Vegas. The fish. I've said it before. The miracle goes beyond the miracle. The point of it is that God's miracle gives you more than you can ever contain. It's not like you receive this miracle. You've received the fullness of God. There's more. There's always more. And what our scripture today pulls us into is when you receive that miracle... As the church, when we receive a miracle of being able to talk with God, we don't just let our ship sink. We say, hey, come here and help hold this. Come over here. We we have some blessings that we need your help with so we don't go under. It's too much for us. We got to share it with you. That's what we're to do as the church. We're to invite others to come into the miracle." We need to ask the church, one, notice when the miracle happens, you have fall down like it says in today's scripture and say, I'm not worthy, right? Two, we need to invite others to experience the overflow. A feast of fish for one person is waste. A feast of fish for one person is waste. You need to invite others into that. That's what we have in the church. We have an endless supply of blessing. This is a way that we can measure success in the church. Who did I help to share the blessing with this week? We can use that as a point to measure success in the church. Not what did I receive. Now, that's not the point of the church. How did you invite others to receive? That is the point of the church. Think this through. Say, say you're an, an architect, you know, and you sell a design, the most money you've ever made. and But you're not going to cash that check. What? It makes no sense. Or say you're a football player who just got signed to a major team. Are you not going to show up for spring training? going to show up, right? Say you're a rock band that just played halftime at Super Bowl football game of the year. You get paid $500,000. What, are you just going to give it away to a kid's charity? Well, Room 5 just did, right? Probably one of the best things they've ever done. Besides all the great music that you may say that they've made, they allowed others to share that blessing. Because the miracle is more than the miracle. Are you willing to walk away from that miracle? If Jesus says, let's go down the road. Just leave it there. Do you imagine these fish on the beach after they left? People are probably like, "Uh, I think they're coming back for this. There's just a whole beach full of fish, right? This coffee cup, you know, this is a This is a cool little cup. This was my dad's, you know, he passed away. But it's got this thing on it, it says, Best Dad Ever. I didn't give him this cup. This cup wasn't given to me. But this trophy right here, you know, if I were to take a drink, I were to leave this even right here, you know, right there. Someone may come by after I'm gone and they'd be like, you realize the best dad ever was here? Right here in this place. Tell your friends, the best dad ever was here. And people start sharing that blessing. It wasn't my blessing. The miracle goes beyond the miracle. Are you willing to leave it behind so that others can see it? A feast of fish. On one person is wasted. Are you willing to leave it behind? As the church, that is what we are to do. You know, we are to share. And when when we go to move on, we are to leave a legacy. Not so people remember us. So they remember what God did. So they remember the best dad ever was here. That's why. That's who we are as the church. And I pray that that's how we tend to see success how we measure success as a church telling others that the best dad ever was right here and telling them before it's too late last week I challenged you to invite a couple people here do that this week do it next week we get to talk to God next week right here I want you to come and have that conversation. You know, I'm sitting down for coffee with you in the middle of the week. I see you at work every single week that we work together. Come, come with me to church. Best dad ever is going to be there. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we are thankful for the blessing that is too much for us to contain. Remind us that it is not ours to hold on to, but ours to let go. So that we can truly begin to see the miracles beyond that miracle. The miracle is the fact that it never ends. It never ends. There's always more fish for the feast. All we need to do is get more people invited. So that it's not wasted. Let us invite others to the feast. Let us always show your love. And the things that we once held dear. that we, The gold of our lives. May we willingly leave it behind. If you say it's time. Let's go a little further down the road. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.